let's be real. Home is the place where all of the beautiful goodness Christ taught crashes headfirst into the ugly brick wall that is real life. But this is also where it starts to really matter. This is where we equip ourselves and our family with all of the tools, skills, and whatchamacallits vital to succeed in Christ. Join us in our journey to find light, positivity, and specific practical ways to make our homes little outposts of heaven so we can better brighten wherever we end up wandering. Hey guys, welcome to episode six of Outpost of Heaven, the podcast. This is Emily. And this is Andrew. I can't believe it's episode six. Yeah, we're really excited about it. It's really weird for us because we are not recording in the order that we're releasing. Right. So we have lots of cool guests that we've already recorded with that are not set to launch or to publish. We're not set to publish those episodes until like October, some of them. Right. Um, But it's funny because I feel like you guys all know all these all these episodes, but but yeah, yet. and we're really excited to release them. Yeah, because we've got some really great content. Great yeah, guests. And Emily and I really love meeting with our guests and having them on. But mm-hmm. this episode's a little different because this is our first Q and A session, our yeah. first Q and A episode. And Emily and I really love having episodes where where it's just the two of us because I, I think l- it's easier for me to be myself. I am definitely, I will tell you this right now, every time we've been recording with other people, I pretty much freak out beforehand. Yeah. I she gets really nervous. get really nervous. If I you cry follow, a little. I feel like I'm going to throw up. Yeah, if you follow us on Instagram, she talks about it Just a tiny frequently. Bit. Oh, I, I, mean, I feel like it's a tiny bit. You said it several it's times. too much. No, no, no. It's not too much. You, okay. You've said it a couple times that you, you get really nervous. I get really and nervous. And she gets really nervous because she's like, oh, like, what if there's dead air? What if I don't get along with the person? What if the person doesn't talk enough? What if I don't talk enough is my biggest worry. Yeah. It's like, what if I just stay silent? And it has happened a couple times yeah. where I don't say much. So. Yeah. And she... Just being really vulnerable, she is really worried that what she has to say is not, or what she has to contribute is not valuable, and so she doesn't really, right. she's not confident enough in her own, in the value of what she's saying, yeah. and I remind her that everything she says is really, really valuable. And even if it's not, I heard a quote a couple of days ago, I was feeling like so down about podcasting, about like me not contributing enough or contributing anything valuable. But the quote that I heard, um, I I mean, I'm going to butcher it, but it basically said that people may not remember anything you say, but they will always remember how you made them feel. So if you don't get anything of substance from me, hopefully I made you feel good. Yeah. (laughs) Because we're really grateful for um, our listeners. We're really grateful for you. We're grateful for um, this opportunity to spread light. Yeah. And we're not sure where this is going to lead in the long run, uh, but we are committed to trying to help all of you people out there who are listening, um, build a home that's centered on Christ. And I know that looks different for everybody, uh, but that we're, we're really passionate about that in our own lives, and we want to help those people who are trying to do the same. And so we're going to keep doing it, and we ask you for to forgive our word vomiting and us <laughs> overcoming our podcasting weaknesses right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we're excited to keep going on this journey. Yeah. So thank so you guys. Thank you. Uh, on that note, we're going to play. Who's the weirdo? Who's the weirdo? So if you missed our first episode, we did this and we introduced it. But basically, I'm going to say a weird quirk of Andrew's. He's going to say one of mine. You get to decide who's weirder. Who's the weirdo? Yeah, and you have to weigh in. Yeah. And then, so this one's a little bit unique because it's a. This is a, a quirk that we don't know who's the quirky one, but mm-hmm. we're opposite in this way. 
Yeah. So, so it has to deal with everybody's favorite food. Ice cream. Ice cream. Yeah. So I love, I mean, we both love ice yeah. cream. We love it. Um, but Andrew eats ice cream way too quickly. Yeah. We have different, we have different methods of eating ice cream. Yeah. Well, first of all, Eating in general. Eating in general. I'm, I'm a slow eater. He's because a super I, slow <laughs> eater. Oh I enjoy goodness. talking. And usually, if I'm eating by myself, I'm a quick eater. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if I'm eating with people, I really enjoy being with people. And so I like to talk with them. He's almost always the last person to finish a always. meal. Always. I, I, I would say always. Yeah. Almost always, yeah. <laughs> there are very few times where I'm not the last. Yeah. Um, but I eat really quickly, apparently. Yeah. Except for ice cream. So there's the thing. Ice cream, I eat slowly because I want to savor it. Yeah. And she really likes like m- have the melted ice cream at the end and mm-hmm. mix it. Yeah. And yeah. I yeah, so good. hate but that. I, I need it. I love ice cream. But you I, like, I'm oh, sorry. I like ice cream to be hard. Like I like mm-hmm. hard ice cream. I don't want it to be melted. But what about milkshakes? That's a special category. I think it's that's not different. the same. It's different. Okay. It's different. You know. Okay. Because with milkshakes, I usually buy milkshakes so I can dip fries in them. Oh, yum. Yeah. That's my thing. So I buy milkshakes specifically for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but with regular ice cream, I like hard ice cream, and I like to eat it quickly so it doesn't melt. Because I don't like it melted. You have, like, a serious strategy to this. I do. I just want to savor it. That's my only strategy. Yeah. I don't really care how long it takes. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> okay. weigh in. Let us know what you guys think. Yeah. How do you eat ice cream? Are you a quick eater? Like I am, because you like it to, to savor it in its optimum premium state. state. <laughs> or do you like to uh, leisurely gulp it down? Gulp it down? Yeah. <laughs> That's gross. Yeah. So okay. So should we jump into our questions? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Today we're going to share three questions from our listeners. And I'm really excited about this. Yeah. So say. hopefully we have something meaningful to offer um yeah. and we, if if you totally disagree with something we say please let us know um you can email us again at outpost to heaven at gmail or you can just comment on our uh, our post on instagram yeah um we are gonna sandwich sandwich these questions so we have one serious and one not so serious and then another serious i mean they're, so they're all they're I mean, all they're kind, all of, serious, kind of, serious, of serious but you'll see you'll see the differences yeah Okay, so our first question is from Alicia in Utah. She says, how do you find time to be a mother or father, spouse, student, etc., and still find time for yourself? Oh, this is a good one. Yeah. Um, I think about this all the time. I think... So I think this is a really complex question, mm-hmm. um, especially coming from a standpoint of being a believer um, because the way we see the world's different than the way the world sees the world. Yep. <laughs> okay. uh, I mean, like the world's message right now is like everybody focuses on themselves, mm-hmm. and so like men and women, uh, you subordinate all of your communal roles to the role of like your self fulfillment, mm-hmm. um, and so that usually means things like mother, father, spouse, um, those relation like communal based responsibilities or parts of your identity become less important um and so like for us we believe that being a mother and a father are like 
two of the or some of the greatest responsibilities and aspects of our personality we can have. Right. Yeah, I would agree. Um, because Christ has, we've talked about this before. Christ has uh, entrusted us with the raising of some of his, or I guess or some of our heavenly Father's children. Mm-hmm. Like heavenly Father has entrusted us with with these children um, to be raised in the gospel, to be raised. And uh, I would say too that he's entrusted us with a spouse. Yeah, I think the same thing. Like, and that we're, we're, it's an honor to be a mother and a father and a spouse and to take care of these souls that are yeah. with us. So those are our general structure, I think, to as we uh, approach this question. Mm-hmm. Um, this is actually a really big thing for me in, in how I treat Emily in our relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think for men... Um, in believing families, so believing families tend to be more traditional. Um, you know, like the husband is expected to be the one who provides the worldly necessities primarily um, to be able to uh, afford a mother um, and a wife the the opportunity to raise children in the home. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we know that every home isn't like this. Yeah, we know that's that's but. not always possible, but we believe that's the ideal. Um, but, and here's the big but, um, (laughs) I think that because we have focused on that ideal for so long, um, women who are believers have traditionally been subjugated to a, a mindset where being a mother is all that they are. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it's a good... Th- I mean, like, being a mother is a good thing, and being a father is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think... And this is something, again, that I've really focused on in our relationship, is I've tried to help Emily become a better student, to become a better artist, become a better professional with her own personal business, become a better speaker as we do this podcasting together, and really to help her develop every other aspect of herself that she wants to develop as much as she can. Um, yeah, because you're really good at that. Because I, I think that if you are only developing the mothering or even the spousing aspect of your nature, and this goes for men as well, the fathering and the spousing aspect of your nature, then you are selling yourself short. You are not giving everything you can to your children and everything you can to your spouse. Um, because I think becoming for Emily, I think her being an artist and being a good artist makes her a better mother and makes her a better spouse. No, thanks. Would you, do you have anything? Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. Um, but that, that, that's not directly answering the comment. Yeah. Or the question. Well, but it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have anything to say about what I was saying? Am I um, hypocritical? Am I saying that but don't no. follow through with that? No, no, no. You're, you do an amazing job with helping me feel... Um, well-rounded and like that I can still develop as a person like like I said earlier it's such an honor to be a mother and I I mean my heart goes out to those women who aren't able to become mothers yet or right now Um, and so I'm I'm really grateful that I have that opportunity but then like you said um, I also think that just because you are a mother doesn't mean that you can or should neglect other areas of your life. Yes, we should like 
continue to strengthen each role that we're in, whether we are a mother or a student um, or a spouse, like strengthen that, but you have to strengthen the other aspects of your life. Yeah. And I like Alicia, Alicia's questions because it, it's how do you find time to do all of that? Yeah, so it recognizes um, the need for it, which is what we've been talking about so mm-hmm. far. But then how do you find the time to do that? Um, oh, one, one quick other thought is that, and I've thought about this um, in the past too, but going along with being a mother, um, someday, I mean, it's sad to think, but someday your kids are going to grow up and they're going to find their own spouse and they're going to have their own kids and it's just going to be you and your husband. And that makes me really sad to think about right now. But when that time comes, I don't want to feel like, who am I? Like, I, yes, I'm a mom, but I don't have to take care of kids anymore or I don't get to take care of kids anymore. So like, who am I? I don't want to ever feel like I don't have anything else in my life. Right. And it's just going to be you and me. Yeah. And I want to make sure that that's strong. I don't want to think like, oh, well, I've been focusing on my kids for so long. Now, now what? Now it's you and yeah. me in the house. And I think that it's an interesting idea when it comes back, when we think about autonomy, because mm-hmm. the whole goal for this life in general is to become more autonomous. Yeah. Um, and we have to do that through Christ. And our goal is to help our children become more autonomous. Um, and if we develop as mothers or fathers um, in such a way that we are, our identity is dependent entirely upon or almost entirely upon us taking care of children. Um, Then when the time comes where that part of our identity leaves, we cease to be autonomous because we're still dependent upon them for our identity, for our identity. Um, And the only person that I think we should be entirely dependent upon or we should be dependent upon for identity really is the savior. Mm-hmm. And I think like your, you and your spouse become interdependent and you, you synergize and whatnot. Uh, I don't know. This is, this is off topic. So we can get back to this. And if that's an interesting topic, I mean, we, we would can... love to do an episode on this because we like it a lot. There goes our computer. If you heard that. Yeah. So, sorry about that. Okay. Um, so, okay. So back to the question though, how do we find time? So let's be practical. How do we find time to be the mother, the father, the spouse, the student. Um, One way that we are able to do it right now, and I know this isn't practical for every family, but because we're in school and neither of us are working full-time, something that we're able to do is give each other a few hours a day. And that is concentrated time to do homework or do um, our part-time work, which for me is painting. Yeah. Um, Andrew's been studying Spanish um, for, I, for I got a, a job, job and I need it. And then I also am starting a business. And he's, yeah, he's also starting his own business. So we stay busy. Um, and, and we totally get this, this frustration of like feeling we don't have enough time because Emily yeah. and I, as soon as like we have like a little time slot in our, in our week free up, like, okay, let's start a new giant project. Like let's start a podcast or let's learn <laughs> another language or, yeah, so we're, we're not... totally, we totally get this conflicting thing. All right. Um, but I, I mean, for, for that. I just want to say that for using time wisely, to have a certain time that is so concentrated that you put your phone down, you just focus on everything. And I know that, especially as women, we think we can multitask. And someone is going to say that, not someone's going to disagree with me, I know. And I disagree with me sometimes, too. I think that I can multitask. I think I can handle it all at the same time. But I can't. And usually ends up with and, you like crying on the floor because you, right. you can't <laughs> rip my hair out and yell at my kids yeah, and it's not because you're expecting yourself to be able to multitask but it just doesn't work yeah. that way um 
uh, one thing I think going along with that, well, a principle I really like, mm-hmm. uh, was taught by uh, a man who I really respect. His name is David A. Bednar. And if I can find the quote uh, from the the speech that he delivered, I, I will put it in the in the show notes. But he said something along the lines of, um, you know, we have all of these different hats we have to wear. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I we, use this analogy all the time yeah and we feel like we have to balance all of these hats and be able to wear them all the time but we just mm-hmm. can't um and so uh, i think the example he uses is work church service uh and family life mm-hmm. um and, that, and i like to think about it as like roles so like mother father friend sister worker, worker. employee mm-hmm. or yeah. employer or whatever it is um like, and we expect us to have this ability to wear all of these hats or fulfill all of these roles at the same time, but that just doesn't work that way. Um, And the best thing we can do to meet the needs of all the people in all of our roles is to, when we're focus on one role at a time. So when we are in our, like when we're, when you're wearing your mother hat, be the best mother you can be. Yeah. When you're wearing the student hat, be the best student you can be. Yeah. And so that means that like it, it means that other aspects of our lives are going to be neglected. It's so like mm-hmm. when you're being, when you're wearing your student hat or your employee hat, if that's the phase of life you're in, uh, like you're not going to be as good of a mother or as good of a father as when you're wearing your father hat. And when you're wearing your father hat or your mother hat, you're not going to be as good of an employee or as good of a student as you are right. when you're wearing those hats. Um, and so I think that's just a principle to, to remember um, that you shouldn't expect yourself to be perfect at all of these things at all times. Right. So, um, when Alicia asked this question, she also mentioned feeling guilt when we're taking time for ourselves. And mm-hmm. I completely understand what she's talking about. Yeah. Um, something that's really important is to take time for yourself and it sounds selfish, but you need it because yeah. you can't Did- be like, we like we were saying, we were talking about the hats. You can't be, super successful in these other roles if you're not taking care of yourself yeah whether that's spiritually mentally physically emotionally like you have to be healthy in all those areas Mm -hmm. to be able to look out for those that you're ministering to whether that's your family your friends your yeah and and so it's difficult because i think you have to set up a hierarchy of priorities and so you have to tell yourself all right what which hat is the most important and which hat is the second most important and it doesn't mean you only ever wear the most important hat and you never wear like the second or third most important hat but you have to understand where those what the hierarchy is um and you have to include self-care in mm-hmm. there somewhere right. rochelle chase i don't remember if she talked about it in her episode we recorded with her or episodes we recorded too but she is a huge advocate of self-care yeah she's talked to us about it tons of times mm-hmm. um and you have to include that in there because like we said earlier the more that you develop these healthy necessary aspects of yourself mm-hmm. the better every other aspect becomes yeah yeah for sure and so I, I think that this one might be one of the most core because you can't do anything unless you are taking care of yourself mm-hmm. yeah and that but how do you find time for that i think that that comes down to counseling with your spouse primarily yeah counseling. there have been times where i maybe i don't realize that i need some self-care time but andrew will be like oh i think you need to go just be with a girlfriend or something or go go on a walk go to 
I don't know. I feel like you're really good at making sure that I get out. Yeah. And I, I think this is a discussion that spouses need to have with each other frequently. Yeah. Um, because we are generally bad at telling when we are really in need of help. Uh, and Or at least we're, gen- we're bad at being, at being willing to ad- identify or willing to admit that we need help. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when that help means... You know, take care of, taking care of yourself when it means like going to do something by yourself or going out with your friends or something like that. Um, and I think spouses have the responsibility to, uh, there's another really good, good quote. I think this one's from Jeffrey R. Holland okay. or it might be from Richard G. Scott. I don't know. I will <laughs> find it. <laughs> I will find it. It's really good. One. It talks about watermarks, uh, watermarks on boats. Um, oh, yeah. and so back in the day, uh, what they used to do to keep make sure ships didn't sink is they would put watermarks on these boats and they would say once the water or as they're loading up these boats with cargo and uh, once the water hits this mark um we're not going to put any more like any other no cargo yeah no more cargo is going to be put on no more yeah. weight even if there's more room like we're not going to put any more weight because it's not safe it's not safe and if wa- waves come or wind comes or big storms then the ship is in real danger of capsizing Um, and whoever said that brilliant quote was talking about how um, as spouses we have a responsibility to monitor and be aware of the waterline on our on our spouse i love that because it's hard for them to see it sometimes Mm -hmm. it's hard to see like oh okay like i'm getting overloaded i need to draw back i need to take care of myself i need to not take any more on whatever it is uh but it's easier for people on the outside especially someone who knows you as well as your spouse to be able to say okay i think you're getting a little over overworked you're getting too close to your waterline so let's make some adjustments right um and that I think that's what it really comes down to. Like, how do you find the time? It's just, it's counseling together with your spouse and with your kids. It means sacrifice too. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you can't take on more self care if you don't sacrifice something else. Yeah. And you have to make that a priority. And you have to be willing to sacrifice for your spouse when you see that they're in need. If you are expecting them to sacrifice when you're in need. Right. So again, counseling with your spouse being willing to sacrifice for the other and being committed to the mental health and stability of the person you love most in the world, um, that I think leads to a healthy balance of all of these different aspects of your life. Mm-hmm. And like we said earlier, you're never going to be able to balance all of them at the same time. And as much as women think, as much as we think that we can multitask. Yeah. I don't think we can. Men do the we same thing. We can't effectively though. anyways. Yeah, men do the same thing. I think it's slightly different when men do it differently, but mm-hmm. we, we do the same thing. Like we think we can okay. do all these different things. Or we just like neglect one of these aspects of our lives and we say, Oh, like we have to do this one more than all the others or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh I think that's good for that question. If, if you guys yeah. want to know more, that like, was a lot. That was a really giant answer. But. Yeah. Sorry. If, if you guys want to know more, I I would be willing to have a guest on and, and talk kind more of, about that. Yeah. Whole thing. I love this topic. I think yeah. it's a really important topic. Yeah. Basically, love your wife, and and love your husband. Yeah. Yeah. Love each other, and talk. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Uh, next question comes from Brenna from New Mexico. Um, how have you taught your kids that being active is an important part of a healthy lifestyle? 
Okay, so when I read this for the first time, I was thinking, we don't, I don't think we've taught Hiram. I mean, Ruth is obviously too little. Yeah, Hiram's three. He remember? does turn three. And Ruth is about one. Yeah. And I don't think we've taught really about physical exercise. We did today. Well, we did today. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes one, so, yeah. Yes, yeah, so like once a week, we like once a week we do this thing called family home evening. And we just have like a, a like family time with a little spiritual lesson. Yeah, and we talked. So, oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, you go ahead. <laughs> okay. You go ahead. So we talked about um, that God gave us a body, and so we're supposed to take care of our body by eating healthy and exercising and brushing our teeth and yeah, all that. But uh, interesting point is this was the first time we've had like a, a really concentrated lesson or talked to him about healthy lifestyles. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's already he's already caught on to the need for being active. Right. And I think that's through our example. Yeah. So it wasn't through anything that we really taught in a formal setting, but just from our example, each of us try to go um to go running pretty much daily. Right now I'm not super daily daily, but that's my goal. Yeah, and um, we're pretty much always getting ready for a race. That's we, we're really yeah, runners and we so we like to run. We like to do 5Ks and well I I like to do 5Ks a lot. Um, Andrew likes to do bigger races, and we're both training for a half marathon. Yeah. Um, but he sees that we run every day. And then <laughs> this morning he was like, I came back from a run. He's, he gets on his hands and knees and it's like, time to do push-ups. Yeah, he's like, Mom, yeah. get on the ground. We got to push do Like, push-ups. I already exercised. I don't want to. He's like, do push-ups. Yeah, and so he – and we constantly we, – we try and balance things like how long how much we watch TV. Like if we watch, if we watch a movie, then we say, okay, not another movie. Let's go – we Let's like go outside. We like to go for walks. We like to go hiking. We live really close to a mountain, so we can go up in the canyon yeah. and just walk around. And Hiram and I and Ruth now love dance parties. Oh and my gosh! So yes. They will. Hiram <laughs> will walk up to me at least once a day and say that he wants music so we can dance. Yeah. Uh, Which is really funny because I don't love dancing. Yeah. So Emily just sits there <laughs> while the three of us dance. Ruth will kind of like do this half standing, half crouching thing and will bob her head and <laughs> so like throw cute. her arms in the air <laughs> oh my god it's pretty great um and Hiram did the same thing at this age and as well, we I think it's funny too though because Ruth is so mellow she doesn't smile nearly as often as Hiram did yeah so she'll be dancing like crazy and have a stone cold face at yeah. the same time <laughs> but she she sings but more than Hiram did when she dances like yeah. when we have the music on she'll yeah. sing more um so funny. So I think the key to teaching your kids to be active, at least in this point in our kids' development, is mm-hmm. just being active with them. Yeah. Like making it part of your family culture just to yeah. be active. and Setting and, a good example. And it's funny because when we get back from runs, at least when I get back from runs, Hiram always asks me, did you run on the road or in the mountains? Oh, yeah, he does ask you that, huh? Yeah, and it's because we, we do trail runs a lot, and so we'll, we kind of mix it up. Um and he's engaged with it. Yeah. Um, I wonder when we'll take him on his first, like, 5K. I don't know. I know they do those little, like, one-mile races, too. Mm-hmm. Sometimes with a 5K, they'll do a one-mile. Yeah, mile. I think we, we want to do a, a short run with him soon. Yeah. Because um, he's... We, we go outside a lot, and he and I play soccer quite quite a bit. Or at least we have in the past. Um, and we swim a lot and lo- lots of other things. So I guess just being active... Uh, makes them want to be more active Mm -hmm. just make like you said making it a part of your family culture yeah cool yeah all right next question okay question number three this is the last one it's from christinka from russia we're really excited about that yeah yeah 
Um, so she says, how do you stay open with your spouse? Ooh, this is a good one. Um, how do you stay open with me? I think staying open, I don't this is kind of a, a, not a vague question, but it can be taken very generally, I right. think. Um, I think staying open comes down really to just constantly talking. Mm-hmm. And we have a policy of no secrets. Right. And so I know that I don't tell Emily every single thing that happens in my day, mm-hmm. but I know if there's a thought like, oh, like I don't want to tell her this or I would feel awkward about telling her this. Uh, I have to tell her. Yeah. Which is really funny because I mean like this going off of that, I even have those thoughts like we're tight on money. So like if I spend like, like, Oh, I bought like a diet Coke today. Like I will feel bad if I don't tell. (laughs) (laughs) And I know that might sound silly, but it's just, just be open. Yeah. You know, if you, if you have the feeling like, Ooh, should I tell them about this? Like, just do it. Because yeah. if you don't, you'll probably just feel bad about not yeah. saying anything. I, I think one example from something that I, I always tell Emily is, um, so in our home, um, and I think in the home of a lot of believers, staying away from pornography or pornographic images, et cetera, et cetera, is, is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, it really numbs the senses and it kills the spirit and it ruins family relationships yeah. and it's not the way God intended for those feelings to be experienced. Um, and so anytime I'm sure you guys have all received these weird messages on Instagram or, uh, on Facebook, on DMS or people with really weird accounts trying to friend request you or follow you, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we have like an inappropriate profile picture or something. Yeah. yeah. And so when I see those things. I just have a habit of always telling Emily, "Hey, Emily, like, look at this. Like, just want to let you know, like, this weird thing." And I usually <laughs> look like, at this. I usually like make fun of it, I'm like, like this is like another weird, like, frustrating friend request or something yeah, like, like that. That's so frustrating. Or like, he'll just be open about like accidentally seeing something like that. Yeah, that way. So there's um, a, a habit of like always just right. being open about it, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I, I think just always doing it if you have the thought of like oh i don't want to tell this i don't want to tell my wife or my spouse um or it's going to be awkward if i tell them or i'm embarrassed or anything like that that's a big red flag for me that um or a big reminder i guess that i need to tell them right i need to tell her Mm -hmm. um anything else on that one i would just say open communication um i mean if it's not anything like we already talked about just staying in communication because I know that if like there have been days where we talk less and like it's like once you start talking less it's harder to talk more would you think that yeah and I was thinking about this I want to say this that it's um it's easy to get into ruts especially when we're really busy like, like when we're both in school and we've working lots going on when you only see each other for really like dinner time dinner time like going to bed uh (laughs) it's really easy to slip into small talk mode yeah but it's important to remember that your spouse is a person and you know (laughs) is with their own experiences their own views their own perception of the world etc and 
it's important to ask them questions. I think ask them deep questions. Um, and as you ask them questions and try to understand the way they're perceiving things better, um, they're going to be more interested in you and they're going to ask those questions and it's going to open up dialogue and open up good conversations. Uh, and so being intentional about it, like intentionally trying to be open and getting like intentionally trying to get to know your spouse every day. Yeah. Because your, your spouse changes every day. Right, just and, like you do. Yeah. yeah. And so if you're not engaged in understanding who they are and like discovering who they are, then you're, it's going to, you're, the lines of communication are going to close over mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Yeah. Good answer. All right. Anything else you want to add to that one? No, that was great. All right. Well, those are the three questions that we chose. We have some more for the future. Yeah. Um, we want to do this, what is it, like every six-ish weeks or something so, like that. Something like that. Yeah. And if we get tons and tons of more questions, we might do it more frequently. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, I think that's probably... It's probably frequent enough right now. Yeah, it might be too frequent, (laughs) but we'll see. Uh, So feel free again to send us questions. You can DM us on Instagram or you can email us at outpostofheaven at gmail.com. But before we close, we have a cool... Announcement. What is it? Concourse. What is that that in English? um, uh, I don't know. Concourse? Can you say that? (laughs) I don't think so. Concourse. An announcement? Announcement or competition or giveaway. Giveaway. There we go. Giveaway. Okay. Announcement, announcement, announcement. What is that? It's like a girl's camp song. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Anyways, we're doing a giveaway with my watercolor business. It's the watercolor business is heavenfeels.co on Instagram. And um, basically, to she, enter this giveaway... Before, okay. before she talks about the details, okay. she recently did an amazing um, depiction of Christ Thanks. that I love. It is one of my favorite... She's a great artist, and this is definitely one of my favorite things she's done. Oh, thank you. Um, and so it's Christ kneeling, embracing a girl who's obviously from our day. I think she's wearing jeans and like a yeah. tied shirt or something like yeah. that. Uh, uh, and it's just a really powerful image. Um, I really like it because I think we often see this image associated with Christ comforting Mary and Martha. Um, at the tomb, at Lazarus's tomb, or like someone of his day. Yeah, someone, someone of his day. Uh, I don't know. But seeing Christ in this position of comforting and weeping uh, with somebody who's obviously from our day it was just—it's—it's mm-hmm. it's beautiful. I saw it it's, and almost cried. And I don't—I'm not a crier. Like, like that's not oh. who I am. But I was—I was very moved by it. Thank and you. so the giveaway is to give away a print of of this painting of, of this painting. Yeah. And what size are you going to give away? Um, I'm not sure yet. 5 by 7 8 by 10 whatever size you want. Yeah. You whoever wins, they can pick the size. Sweet. But basically how to enter is go ahead and screenshot you listening to this podcast episode. Mm-hmm. Um, just screenshot it on whatever platform you're listening to it on. And then share it on your Instagram story or Facebook story. And make sure to tag us at Outpost of Heaven. Um, and you can tag both Outpost of Heaven and HeavenFeels.co um, to be entered to win. Should we have them DM us as well so we have it all in one place? Um, well, if they tag, I don't know. You decide. Because if they tag, then I'll get it. Okay. So, so you have to remember right. to tag us. And so this is going to launch or start on the 22nd of August. And yeah, how long are we going to keep it open? the 22nd, and we'll keep it open until... Maybe two weeks? Oh, we're discussing this right now for the we're first time. Yeah. Let's keep it open for a week. 
Okay, till the 29th. So it'll close Wednesday the 28th at, at midnight. Okay. We'll just say that. All right. So real quick, again, you want to explain the rules? Yeah, so go ahead and screenshot where you're listening um, on whatever platform that is. Screenshot this episode and share it to your Instagram or Facebook story. Or Snapchat or whatever. Whatever platform you're using, share it to your story. Okay, yes. But on Instagram, you need to tag us. I don't know how to really... Yeah. I don't have a if it's on a, if it's on something besides Insta, then just take a pic or snapshot and then DM Let us. Let us know. Yeah. Let us know. Um, and then on Instagram, if you're participating on Instagram, you'll need to um, tag a friend or two. So I'll put the rules on our post for sure. Awesome. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us for Thank another you so, episode. Thank you so much for joining us. We're really happy that, that we're able to do this. Yeah, and we, we hope that something you heard today will help will help you if not i mean if not hopefully it did help <laughs> uh if there if you have other questions please feel free to send them to us and we will include them in our next q a episode yeah all right all right subscribe leave a review all the good things do those things okay thanks bye keep the faith <laughs>